Welcome to Living a Full Life Podcast. Join us as we explore health topics that encourage raising healthy children, living a healthy life, and living the best life possible. Now, here's your host. Everyone, welcome to another episode of Living a Full Life. I'm Dr. Enrico Lucicori, and this week we'll be talking about exercise versus weight loss. This is a great one, myth buster, this one. So listen closely so that we can understand what the exercise does. And when we have certain goals, whether it's increasing strength or cardiovascular system or endurance or weight loss, we're actually focusing on the right things. And you'll be surprised how exercise is not part of weight loss. So let's go through a lot of the research here about, you know, exercise, the benefits. I mean, you probably know a lot about the benefits of why you should exercise. I mean, mainly uh, the reason why we're fatigued and chronically ill is because of the lack of movement and exercise in our culture. So let's talk about the benefits. When it comes to weight loss, this is, you know, what what's everyone's goal is to, you know, lose weight or maintain weight. There are two different goals when it comes to that. And we've done a few podcasts over the last few weeks about protein, lean muscle mass. And now I thought if we tied in weight loss into this so that people knew about catabolism and breaking down our mass, that's completely different than building it up, anabolism. They're two different things. You can't do one and the other at the same time. So the benefits of exercise is actually weight management. This is where we can maintain our weight utilizing regular exercise helps you maintain muscle mass, sometimes even build muscle mass, which can help you um, lose weight on on that end by having more muscle mass. But by becoming more anabolic, uh, you end up using more fat to feed that fuel. So your mass stays the same. So when we're talking about weight loss, it means that we get on a scale and we want to see that number go down. That's two different things than weight management. So that's what's great about exercise, using endurance and strength training to maintain our weight. It has huge effects on reducing the risks of chronic diseases like heart disease, stroke, type 2 diabetes, and even some cancers. It's been shown in the literature over and over again that regular exercise can help reduce chronic uh, diseases because of its anti-inflammatory properties. It helps with stronger bones and muscles. A lot of people, you know, when we start to get into our 50s and 60s, start talking about osteopenia and osteoporosis. And they ask me, you know, should I be taking calcium? What should I be taking to help prevent it or or stop the progression of it? And really, it doesn't come from the calcium or, or monthly vitamins. It comes from strength training. So that resistance training using bands or Pilates or anything resistance, even light weights, What ends up happening is you stretch the muscle fibers in the tendons, and as those tendons pull on those spindle fibers into the bone, and and they pull on the bone, that's what tells and triggers the the anabolic rate of of the bone to become stronger. That's what pulls minerals into the bone. That's how the bone is activated. The bone's not activated. It's what creates the process to bring minerals to the bone is that spindle fiber activation from pulling the tendon on the bone that comes with resistance exercise. So that's one of the major uh, benefits of exercise. And of course, muscle, muscle growth and muscle strength. Exercise actually helps regulate and improve sleep. So the constant moving because you're expending more energy to exercise 
it ends up requiring better nights rest and deeper rest to get through that. So that's another great thing to do uh, with when it comes to exercise. Uh, it increases our energy levels. I think that goes with improved sleep. The better our sleep, the better our energy. They kind of go hand in hand and exercise can be the catalyst to that. That's very, that's very interesting and very cool as well. Even shown um, improvement in hormone regulation, which can improve uh, libido, uh, sexual health, uh, hormone health, menopause, uh, testosterone, estrogen, all those things can be affected with regular exercise. So the hormone cascade can, can benefit as well. What about mental benefits? What can, what can exercise do for that? Well, reducing stress and anxiety is a great benefit from exercising to relieve that. So it gets energy expenditure out. It helps you um, regulate your mood and improve your mood over time. People just feel good exercising. That's always a great thing. And that that carries past the workout for hours or even most of the day, which is absolutely fantastic. There's been links and studies shown directly to sharper memory and thinking with people that regularly exercise versus people that don't exercise. So it improves mental health that way too, and also function and cognitive health as well. Memory, um, analytics, all those things can improve as well. Self-esteem, that's also a great mental health improvement, is just feeling better about yourself when you do exercise. You truly do. And that's just a simple side effect of regular exercise. There's been links showing it reduces the risk of dementia because it improves blood flow. Um, later in life. So, and we could just keep talking about the benefits of exercise on and on and on and on. I hope I've at least built it up enough so that you understand it's really important to do. Now let's break the myths about weight loss. Exercise plays very little role in the actual weight loss. The argument we get from the fitness perspective, the fitness industry is that, listen, if we're exercising, we're maintaining or building lean muscle. And if we build lean muscle, we need to fuel it somehow. And I've been going through a journey as well. And I've stayed the exact same weight, but I've gained 13 pounds of lean muscle. So the fitness industry comes to me and says, well, listen, if you're almost the exact same weight you've maintained within two pounds, let's take that two pounds off the 13 and say 11. Is it true that you gained 11 pounds of muscle and lost 11 pounds somewhere else? I'm like, absolutely. It's fat. They're like, see, exercise is great for fat loss. I'm like, no, it's, it's actually not the reason why we should exercise. We should eat and change our diets to help with, with our weight loss or weight gain. I said, how did I gain that 11 pounds? Did I continue eating the same or did I eat more? They're like, yeah, you had to eat more. See? So it changes the diet completely. It's diet that plays the role in weight loss. But let's stick with exercise for today. Exercise plays a huge rate on our metabolic rate. So I can see the argument, but we need to clean this up and be very clear with our words. We have to be impeccable with what we say with our words so that we have a clear definition and understanding to have positive outcomes and results. Otherwise, if we have disorganized thoughts, disorganized thoughts, and disorganized information, the results get skewed and we end up not getting the results that we're looking for. So that's what these, that's what all my podcasts are about is just clearing up the air and bring some clarity about certain topics that are very simple to digest. So exercise has nothing to do with weight loss. And I have a lot of support from the medical community on that statement, but what it does do when it comes to weight loss, it improves our cardiovascular health. It gets our heart rate up and that 
pumps blood deeper into muscles. It pumps oxygen deeper into organs. It gets more nutrients to the, um, to the tissues in our body and it pulls out wastes at a better rate. So that's where our cardiovascular health helps. And we've repeated this over the last four podcasts and many podcasts aim for 150 minutes of moderate to intense cardio exercise per week. This can be sports. It can be uh, a brisk to walk to a jog to get your heart rate up. Um, or 75 minutes of vigorous exercise. This would be jogging, running, or a vigorous exercise, hit training that gets you maybe 25-minute workouts three times a week, something like that. Strength training with exercise uh, helps boost your metabolism and help burn more calories because we're creating an anabolic effect in the lean muscle. That's, that's where that all happens there. So when we work on lean muscle mass, we want to work on the big muscles in our body. We want to target major muscle groups. So quads, glutes, pecs, upper back, lower back. Uh, These are the big muscles in the body. So doing things like squats, lunges, push-ups, rows, planks, chin-ups if you can, free body weight uh, type movements and resistance bands, we want to aim to two to three sessions a week. And that's the recipe for success when it comes to cardiovascular health and exercise health. That's the truth behind all that. But it has nothing to do with weight loss. So we have to understand those two components so that we end up targeting the right things on our goal. So if weight loss is a goal for you, I'm not saying don't exercise, but the most effective way to lose weight is to drastically change our diet and put our body into a sense into a state of catabolism. We have to change the metabolic rate so that it's like, hey, listen, we need sources to burn. And if we're trying to lose fat, which of course we don't want to lose anything else. We don't want to lose lean muscle mass. We don't want to lose hydration. We don't want to lose any of that stuff. We want to truly get into a fat burning state that requires getting into a metabolic state that teaches the body to use fat to, to burn for energy. And the most effective way to do this is during sleep, where we've measured our calories during the day properly for our body weight, our height, all that. And we've stayed within the right macros so that at night, the body goes into um, fat dissolve, fat consumption. That is where we get the best results. So we use strategies with our diet along with other strategies like intermittent fasting to help speed up that process. So one of the best ones that works for people over the age of 35 that get absolutely great results is the little to no exercise and intermittent fasting with a very uh, small window, like eight hours of eating. So like a lunch and dinner or a lunch snack and dinner within that window. And the macros are measured perfectly for this. And it's a restrictive diet. So what ends up happening is our calories are really low. You know, they're 1,200, 1,000 calories a day. We have to find a happy spot of calories so that we actually have clarity and we don't feel fatigued and we don't run into any, any of those issues and we don't drop blood sugar. So the diet is whole foods. That's the best way to do this. You absorb all the nutrition you need from that. You can supplement with whatever you need on top of that. And we eat those meals in a w- eating window. So the 16-hour fasting window is such a great rule for burning fat. And we want to do this for a short amount of time. We don't want to be on a long-term fat loss program. It's not healthy. The body doesn't like that. 
it will end up going into what's called starvation mode. And now you're triggering all the negative hormone cascades, which is extremely stressful. We can put people into anxiety and stress because their cortisol starts to go through the roof. Estrogen can increase. A lot of bad things can happen long-term. We're talking months. So if we're doing something, we're like, hey, I want to commit for four weeks or eight weeks to some type of program. It First off, it's short-term, it's doable. And with a motivation, it's, it's highly successful. And that's what we do for most people. Then there's some things to take into consideration when we fast. We got diabetics. Please listen closely. This is not a podcast for you. This has to be monitored and, and controlled with your doctor. Insulin changes, usually skipping breakfast in the morning, as you know, as a diabetic doesn't go well for you. So this might not be the best way to do it, but working with somebody, they can help you shift those windows and those hours that we eat so that we avoid um, insulin issues with the diabetic population. Uh, cancer patients, definitely not something you want to do. And then other diets like keto that follow these types of programs where they're like, hey, skip breakfast, eat a ketogenic diet. Uh, these are good diets, but they're again, not long-term. You hear about these things, people living the keto lifestyle. I'm like, wow, what does that mean? How long are you doing this? They're like for years. I'm like that now we're not good now. And you can see it. You see muscle wasting in their face. You see, so you see some other issues with long-term keto diets. So when it comes to losing weight, exercise is not, doesn't need to be the focus. It's what you eat. And you see all the comedians that joke about this all the time. They're like, Hey, you can't outrun a bad diet. You just, you just can't do it. So you can't just go to the gym and then eat garbage. And I think we understand that it doesn't have to be told on a podcast, but your diet really fortifies and fuels the results that you're going to get. So from today's podcast, the three rules I want you to walk away with is definitely focus on the food groups and create fat metabolism processes in your body. Hire someone that knows what they're doing. We help people virtually here at our office through a whole food diet, through the intermittent fasting rule. We love that base diet, but because we're doctors, we do blood work. We check you before you even start. We check all your blood, your thyroid, your A1C, your free glucose, your triglycerides. See where they're at. Make sure you're a healthy candidate to do this type. Customize the window for you. Some people have histories of lupus. Some people have histories of alcoholism. Some people have history of other things where the windows may shift. They may have to have a 10-hour eating window. Or they may actually go down to a four-hour eating window. So that's very unique. Very few people qualify for that one. That's a different category. But that's where history taking and accountability plays a big role. So our programs work really well because of the accountability. You got a doctor that texts you every single day saying, how are you doing? Take this supplement. Take that. Do this. Do that. Uh, drink more water. Add an electrolyte. Whatever it may be. Take some B12 to help you feel good through that entire process. And us, we have a 20 pound guarantee in six weeks, people are going to lose more than 20 pounds. We have a guarantee. Otherwise we just work with you longer to make sure that you get to that goal. So it works and we've been doing this for years. So that's, that's a staple one that works there. We also guide people to other diets that may not qualify for this as well, but I'm a big fan. I think this is a safe advice that we can do over a podcast to say, Hey, maybe stretch the fasting window so that you're eating less and which naturally takes a meal out of your schedule. And go from there. I'm currently in a muscle building phase. This is not something I'm doing. I'm waking up in the morning and eating. And when I get home, I'm eating. Like it's just eating all day, eating meals to try and get 25, 3000 calories a day to make sure I continue the anabolic phase of building lean muscle mass. It's different. We have to fuel that. I hope that makes sense. We're here for you for questions. Again, remember the podcasts are for information only. This is not meant to diagnose or treat anything. 
But when it comes to the literature, separating these things, you exercise for a lot of amazing health benefits. You eat to maintain a healthy life, and then you you alter your diet depending on your goals. Looking to gain more weight, you got to eat more protein. You got to eat more food in general. Uh, looking to lose weight, you have to eat less food. And in none of these diets that I talked about or strategies that I talk about junk food, like you don't eat more junk food to gain muscle mass. You don't eat less junk food to lose weight. You just don't eat junk food, period. That's that's pretty much a great life rule. If you get into it every now and then, you're human. It's okay. But if it's a daily habit to get into the chips every night, that's where we run into problems. You're neither going to lose weight. You're neither going to gain muscle. You're just going to cause a whole bunch of problems with that. So we're here for you anytime. Thanks for tuning in. See you next week. Stay well, stay healthy. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Living a Full Life Podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. That helps others find the show, and we greatly appreciate it. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll catch you in the next episode.